Alrighty, uh, welcome back to the Why Do I Talk to You podcast. Um, I guess we can call this a little addendum. Yep. Uh, we're gonna make this very brief. So uh, well, we we uh, well, you know I, I mean. I'm kind of in the spirit of well, I don't even know what's gonna happen with this. It might never come out. We might cut it to bits to shove it in the episode, or it might just come out as it is. Well, who a knows? Bonus. So who knows? Um. So basically, we had just finished recording our our uh, our big episode on Final Fantasy X. Uh, when we were sort of preparing, you know, how we were going to structure and talk about this, Dave had something he really wanted to discuss. And, you know, we, we always want to try to make sure that we make these as organic as possible, just sort of let the conversation flow on its own. And unfortunately, it didn't really flow over to this topic. Um, but this is something that Dave f- felt very strongly about as far as the game goes. And so we wanted to still try to see if we can at least lay this down. This might not make the light of day, but if it does, we hope you will enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll invite you to be part of this, too, because I wanted to as well. This I is, refuse. This is- <laughs> Well, fine. Then. This is one of those things that has been rattling in my head for just a really long time. Um, it is something that, you know, I too much information in my life. There's a time when I was working at Vons and you just have spare time driving back and forth. It wasn't super close. And so it was just one of those things that rattled around in my head about video games in general. Um, I believe a lot in the value of video games as a medium. Um, and I know a lot of people don't. I know specifically a lot of people in sort of the Christian circle sort of look at it as like, oh, the new media that's bad. You don't want your kids to do this too much. It's it's like the new movies or TV where it's like, oh, you don't want your kids watching these bad movies or you don't want them watching too much TV, which is true. You don't want them just absorbing too much media and not doing stuff like that's that's a fair point but i feel like video games get kind of a bad rap and i feel like especially with games like final fantasy 10 um if you listen to our episode it probably did not take a rocket scientist to realize there's a lot of uh not so subtly <laughs> covered religious imagery in here there is a there's a church uh, that is holding the world back by telling them they can't develop technology. And, you know, by the end, they're allowed to develop technology again because you beat Sin. Oh, by the way, the big bad guy's name is Sin. Oh, by the way, the thing oh, that, like... Wait a minute. <laughs> but do you think... Oh, no. Yeah. And by the way, the thing, like, fueling Sin and all the summons in general is Faith with the Y. Ooh, so edgy. Wait, and, like, do you think that... Oh, no. And so... It, it's Sorry. really no it's fine I, I invited you in <laughs> nah, so just, I yeah. in that vein it'd be very easy for a traditional conservative Christian household to look at this and say no way no way am I letting this in my house um, so I will ask you so I, I mentioned in my house it was just if this game has magic in it or anything that could be preserved or perceived as relating to witchcraft at all it is like a strict no-no don't bring it in the house like you can't like and there were times where this was loosened. It wasn't so much don't bring it in the house, but like you can't own it because we don't want you sort of having that as like a media that you're putting into yourself for long periods. So you mentioned how your parents weren't big on Tekken because of the violence thing. How much did they know about Final Fantasy? Did they ever lay down a rule like that? Did they have any idea that was what was going on? No, they never did. Okay. I think generally speaking, whenever, whenever it was my time to play games... Or, you know, especially a long, lengthy game like that. It was usually when they had already gone to sleep mm-hmm. or they were at work because it was summertime. Yeah. So they were generally never around. And whenever they were around, that was that was time to find a safe point and get out of there real quick because dad <laughs> was about to sit down, you know. Right. And that was more because it was his turn with the TV. Yeah, yeah, as yeah. As opposed to like, yeah, trying to hide anything. So 
I mean, would it be fair to say they didn't do a whole ton of research into like what games you were buying? Does that make sense? Yeah, that, that's that's a totally fair statement. Okay, sure. Uh, and that's not to throw shade. Like my mom bought me Golden Sun on a whim when I was really disappointed that there wasn't another game there, only to find out later that oops, she bought a game with a bunch of magic and summons, <laughs> which is great for me because that game was freaking amazing. But so in that vein, I just I kind of want this as sort of a call to. This might seem a little pretentious. I'm not a parent. Um, I live with two kids who I love very much. They're my unofficial niece and nephew. They're four and two. I love them dearly. Um, I work in my church's middle, middle school ministry group. I, I love these kids. Man, if any of them are listening, shout out to you guys. Uh, I assume Elijah and Josiah would be the most likely ones to be listening. But I just love them to death, and I want what's best for them. And I also have a passion to share the things that have made a difference in my life and that mean things to me, and that means video games. So when I th- I've thought about... If I ever wanted to, if they ever came to me, like, what video games did you really recommend to, like, see what video games could be as an art form? I I think of a few games immediately, and I think of what their parents, how their parents would react to it. Because I know, I know parents on all kinds of levels of the spectrum, you know, in terms of the ones who are super protective, the ones who will change the channel if there's a, a commercial of women's underwear. I, like anywhere in between where they will let their kids play five nights at Freddy's and Undertale without batting an eye. You know, they're middle school, early high school kids. It's all over the place. So if I was going to talk to their parents, what would I tell them about Final Fantasy X? You look at Final Fantasy X and the first thing you think is Church of the Bad Guys, you end up destroying Yu Yevin, who is essentially like the god of this church right Mm -hmm. you could you could argue this game is about deicide and how the world doesn't need a god and how religion is bad Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and you know if you want to do that like fine you can leave it at that and i don't i don't want this to be just sort of a i'm telling you how it really is the main point i want to get across is if your kids are playing games like this i think it's so powerful and so amazing to share it with them to watch them as they're playing it or to experience it with them because the thing these games will do more than anything else is they will bring up questions Mm. and I think questions and being able to answer them and having them ask those questions is one of the most important things you can do if you start if they start seeing this stuff and they start asking questions like man why am I fighting against the church here's here's how I want to pitch this sort of as like the the alternate way right it's very interesting that your character what are they doing every time to stop sin they're offering up a sacrifice right mm. they're offering up a recurring sacrifice this is a sacrifice that in effect does not work it temporarily covers over sin and then it just comes back you can't get rid of sin you can only sort of cover it up for a little while and then it'll come back just as destructive as before if you're a christian i hope you see where i went with that because when i realized that i was like wow isn't that interesting? So it's really easy to be like Christ imagery because like, man, you could do that with anything, right? But it's there for a reason. It is there in these games because if you're a Christian, you believe that is the central story of history. That is the story that the entire world is trying to tell, whether they know it or not. And God will use people whether they intend to or not to get the story out there. So yeah, I'm going to go down the Christ imagery road. And you can argue about how, you know, uh, Titus isn't a perfect Christ imagery because his his dad like becomes sin. And that's really awkward and weird. But like, you know, it's nothing's perfect. But like, let's go with it. Your character is trying to end what is essentially a, an unending cycle of sacrifice. You make a sacrifice to appease sin and then you move on with your life and you do all the right things and you follow the rules that the church has set up for you you don't do enough machina and you go to their big events and you do their stuff and that's it 
by the end of this game, all that's gone. You've destroyed the church of Yevon, not just because you destroyed the being that was it, but there's no need for it anymore because without sin, the, there's there's a lot of complicated stuff where like the guy who created the church of Yevon had his own like agenda and stuff. But let's be real. If you read the gospels, how into organized religion is Jesus? Mm, not at all. Not at all. His whole thing, half of the gospels is like devoted to him bashing on the Pharisees, to bashing on what was the established religious leadership. How cool would it be to get to talk to your kid about that because they ask these questions in a game, to talk to your kid about the history of Judaism or the history of the church and how at times the church has been super off, about how our faith isn't in a church. It's in God. It's in Jesus. It's not in Catholic or Protestant or Eastern Orthodox or whatever. It's in Jesus. And that's where it really comes in, that he came and he covered up sin for us. This problem that we couldn't deal with that was being fueled essentially like by us, right? Mm -hmm. And you can go there too, like, oh, the faith are fueling it. And it's these people who want things to be just this way. And so that's fueling sin. Not that if you got rid of that, it would get rid of sin. But, you know, it's not perfect metaphors. But it gets you asking questions. It gets kids asking questions, and it does the same. It does the same sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And as a parent, if you can, first of all, participating in what your kids love is just like, man, that's it, everything. It's, it's such a privilege. And people, like parents, I feel like don't always realize that. And the ones that do, like, man, good on you. I'm not speaking to anybody like around me, really, you know. But like in the world, it like you see that. Like my parents weren't always into what I was doing, you know, and. Again, not to put anybody on blast, nobody's perfect. It's just like getting to do that is such a privilege and it means so much to your kids. And if you can connect with them and you're paying attention to what this story is telling, man, I just think it can make such a difference. The fact that you don't wince away from these questions, the fact that you don't say, this game presents hard questions for my faith and seems to be against it. Therefore, I just don't want anything to do with it. Mm. That's such a it's such a cop-out, man. Yeah. You know? And I, I could go, I've written a lot on why I think Final Fantasy VII is an excellent allegory too. Um, I think Undertale is another great one for parents to play with their kids. Mm. Not just, I mean, it's in terms of an investment, man, it's about as short as you can get. Like it's only a few hours long. It's only a few bucks, but it's so interesting in the way that it presents all these theories that get extended to real life, how you can turn, it's like, oh, you decided to, you decided to kill that one enemy. Like, yeah, it's it's whatever. Like, oh, why'd you do that? You didn't have to. It's like, well, yeah, I didn't have to, but you know, it was, it was easier. It's like, oh, so it was easier to take the violent way. It's like, (laughs) yeah. Like, and then you start, I did this with Saul just to sort of troll him. I was like, oh, you killed, you killed Toriel. Oh, that's interesting. How come? It's like, I couldn't get past and I kept dying. He's like, oh, but you could just restart, right? He's like, well, yeah, but I I didn't want to, I didn't want to die. It's like, oh, that's interesting. So it was easier. It's like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, it was. And you, you get to push those buttons and the game like allows you to do that. And that's so cool. And you get to go through and there are all these decisions like that where you can ask them, why are you making that decision? Would you make that decision? And maybe you don't want to get too overbearing, right? You (laughs) You don't want to like tell them how to play their game. But, you know, as you do these things with them and you get to experience this stuff with them and together you will understand and you will help them to understand so much more. And I just think that's a super valuable thing. And I think Final Fantasy X is one of the best games at getting people to ask these questions, these harder questions, but that when you answer them and when you can, if you're paying attention, you can turn it in this different way, it it can be so valuable and so life-changing. 
the idea is that on the surface, this seems like a, like you said earlier, the, the story of deicide and you yeah. know a, a story of, of like anti-church and, and everything yeah, like that. And in a way, maybe they intended it for, for it to be, you know, reading intent into what an author is doing is, uh, is a That's, really, uh, yeah. it's what all English majors are taught to do yeah. <laughs> is, the, is the truth of it. Um, and I don't think it's necessarily wrong to do it. Um, I, I think that there are a lot of things that authors didn't intend that you can still pull out of a story that are very good, that are very meaningful, and that might have been in there on accident or like a quote-unquote Freudian slip. Or, hey, I believe God can work through anybody. Maybe it was God working through something or somebody who had no idea or no intention or had every intention of trying to rip God down. But when you do that, when you assume that Christianity is all about religion and you build a story about a guy who comes in to save the world from sin and recurring sacrifices and basically oppressive religion, man, you just told a big part of the gospel, uh, whether you realize it or not. Right. Yeah. So that's all. Pretty much rant over. Um, I don't know if it's worth anybody's time or if it came out as well as it did in my head, but that's just one of those things that was... It was more than in my head. It was on my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wanted to get it out there somehow. If anybody ever listens to this, um, I hope it means something to you. So that's about it.